My name is Matthew Holly. Born and raised here in Southern California, still living here today. Um, I'm married to a beautiful wife. I have two amazing children I adore. To be honest, my testimony, my story is, it's not a really exciting one. There aren't any giant miracles that happen. What has changed though are the things that are going on inside. That are my perceptions, my understandings of the teachings of Jesus Christ, the, my outlook on life, those things have made a complete reversal. They have really redefined who I am now. The first time I experienced the True Jesus Church, I honestly didn't think much of it. And to be fair, any church I went to, I really didn't think much of. I did believe in God. I don't know if I really knew anything about Jesus. And it just wasn't a major part of my life. I remember every time I did go to church, I always felt like an outsider. I felt a little awkward and I was almost painfully aware that what was being spoken, the prayers that were being given, and the hymns that were being sung was way more important to everyone else than it was to me. So the first time I actually went to a True Jesus Church service was at a family Bible study. Talking to people afterwards, you know, some of the conversations, they're asking about my faith, which I really didn't have much of anything, so it felt a little awkward discussing that. But I also found out that people came to this Bible study and had to drive over an hour to get there. And that kind of amazed me because that didn't seem like a good use of time. And yet, to these people, it was the best thing they could do that day. It was the best use of their time. And that was a little curious to me. So I really didn't think much, you know, like my other experiences at other churches. Awkward, strange, no real desire to come back, no real motivation to keep on studying with this group. Uh, but the woman who was to later become my wife, I went to high school with her and she asked me to come to that Bible study and she asked me to come to another service. And for her sake, you know, my friendship with her, I decided to, why not? I didn't have a reason not to, but it wasn't, still wasn't anything important to me. It wasn't something like I felt I had to get more of, I wanted to do more of. That's kind of where I stood. I graduated high school, went down to college in UC San Diego. There's no church there, but there was a Bible study, and I was put in contact with the people there, and they're all very, very nice, very accommodating. They picked me up. I didn't have a car. And I think this is, for me personally, this is the, the pivotal point in my spiritual journey, is that they encouraged me to pray on my own. That was the first time, you know, I got to uh, kind of make my faith my own, do something for myself. I can't say precisely why I decided to do that. It was, to be honest, it was more like, well, why not try praying? And that was, that's how it started. And so I would pray every night, very short, just uh, an understanding to myself. And it wasn't very long, but it was something I started doing every day. And I would also, you know, say hallelujah, praise the Lord, trying to um, get closer to the Holy Spirit. And it was then, when I started to pray, that I noticed I felt like my life was getting easier. I felt like I was, I was becoming more calm, more patient, more understanding, more tolerant. And I noticed that this is the first time that God was having an impact on my life. And I definitely picked up on these things and I knew that God was responsible for them. And it wasn't that I was praying and that God was making my environment easier to live in. He wasn't changing how hard tests were or how easy it was to get along with people. He was changing me. I was changing. And I was aware of this. This was the start of everything. 
After spending two years in UC San Diego, I was back up to LA area, Cal State Northridge, studying music. And here, you know, I, I, the people who originally started preaching to me, I was around them again, and I started to go to services. Kind of, I guess it would be for the first time, before it was only Bible studies, and now I'm actually going to Sabbath day services. And again, not the most important thing in my life. It was not something I really felt obligated to do. It's something I wasn't necessarily against, but I didn't have like a deep desire to like seek out and understand God better. But I was still continuing to pray each day. I was still keeping an open mind when I went to church. And as everyone knows, college can be a stressful time. And it was here where I really got to implement my favorite passage from the Bible, which is from the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 27, which talks about a peace not of this earth, that how Jesus is willing and able to grant us peace from our, our troubles and our struggles, but, but not in the way that the world usually gives you peace. Now, if I have to think about the most stressful experience in my life at that time, it'd have to be this thing called juries which for a music student is basically when you have to perform but only in front of judges. And these judges determine whether you get a passing grade, they determine if you have to spend hundreds of dollars of your own money to get lessons to get you back up to the level they require. And as you can imagine, every student is going crazy dealing with this, including myself. And I've noticed that people around me are praying who I've never seen pray or never heard of them ever going to church before, but they're that desperate. And of course, I was doing the same thing early on. But there came a time when I started to think about this peace that Jesus offers. And so I tried to change my prayer. And I didn't say, let me have a miracle, let me have an A, let me get everything my way. I just said, hey, God, I'm extremely nervous. I'm freaking out here. Can you please calm me down? When I go in there, I don't need to do better than I've ever done before. I just need to do as good as I've done when I've been practicing at home. And that's all I really want. And so I went in there, and the butterflies in my stomach disappeared, and the, the, the tension in my body was gone, and I relaxed, and I stopped shaking, and I got through it. I didn't play it perfectly. I made a mistake here, I made a mistake there, but I was okay with it. And, if the, and, and the year previous when that happened, if I made a mistake, I would cringe inside, I would die a little bit inside, and that was gone. Because I had God's peace, I had God's love, I had God's comfort the first time and he was it was the prayer that I gave and it was immediately answered and I can never forget that and I knew that this was a good way to pray and this is a good way to experience God anytime you needed it the main reason I'm going to church is because the woman who is going to become my future wife it was asking me but I've been going for a little bit now and I understood that's not a good reason I understood that I didn't feel like I could honestly commit myself to God in good conscience. And so when baptisms came around and I was asked about it, I politely declined. And at that point in my life, it was the right thing to do. I don't think it's a good idea for anyone to commit themselves to God when their faith is based on another person. But I continued to come. Just because I said no that one time didn't mean I was going to turn my back on God forever. I, I, I still had an understanding. I still had questions and it was worth investigating. And as I continued to come to church and learn a little bit more, that's when the epic shifts in my life started to happen. My understanding, my perceptions, that's when things started to click. Before coming to believe, before getting baptized, the, my inspirations were the people who stood strong from the beginning all the way to the end of their ordeal. 
They never wavered. They never had a lapse in their abilities. Uh, I remember being very impressed by someone who grew up with, with gangsters around him and a lot of people, family, friends, pressuring him to join a gang, and he never succumbed. He stayed strong from the start, and he made himself successful academically. He made himself successful in life because he never once fell to that pressure. That's the person I feel like often doesn't get any credit, but really deserves a lot of praise, uh, a lot of attention, a lot of recognition. So when someone from church says, oh my goodness, there was this person who's now a brother and they were addicted to drugs and because they got baptized, because they believed, they're no longer addicted. Isn't that amazing? And I'd be like, no, that's not amazing. What's amazing is the guy who never succumbed to temptation. That's what's amazing. So when I read the prodigal son, the parable of the prodigal son, and this bad son comes home and the dad's overjoyed and giving him presents, I'm thinking, no, that's, the dad is foolish. The dad is weak. He's enabling the bad son. And then something changed. I started to understand what, 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 what that parable was all about. That the joy there is, the value of human life, the value of the human soul, it, it outweighs any form of justice there is. And so when I started to see that, when I started to see the joy and the love and the beauty of that parable, it was amazing. And it wasn't just that parable. There's also the parable of the workers in the field and some who worked all day, some who worked just one hour, and they all got paid the same. And the first time I heard that, I was like, that's awful. What a horrible boss. That is not fair. If I was that guy working all day, I would be furious. But then, as I continued to study, my attitudes changed, my understanding changed, and I understood, wow, how amazing God is. It doesn't matter if you're walking upright and proper or it doesn't matter if you've been entrenched in sin and as far away from God as possible, God is still offering each and every single person the same thing. What an amazing thing that is. What, an, what joy you can have understanding that, that you have the same opportunities in life. And even just the reasons Jesus came to earth, not to help out the righteous, the people who believed in God the most, who loved God the most, he didn't come down to be their king. He came down to, to help the people who were suffering the most, who were trapped in a, in, a, in a poor lifestyle, who had fallen away from the grace and beauty of God the most. That's who he came down to help. And it doesn't seem like to a lot of people that those are the people who deserve that help, but God operates on a different level. God has a different love, and his love is boundless and he wants to help those who need the most, not the people who brought themselves up the most. And that seems to make sense the way the world works. You work hard, you get rewarded for it. But God is something much more miraculous. God is something much more beautiful. So at this point in my life, I did have a deeper understanding of the mysteries of God. I, I felt like I was starting to get a better grasp on the teachings of Jesus Christ. But that wasn't necessarily enough to impress my future wife because baptisms were coming around again. And obviously it was a huge concern. She was emotionally invested. But at this point, a, what I consider to be a small miracle happened in that she let go. Because like I said, when you become emotionally invested, letting go and just letting whatever happened happen is not something most people are willing to do. They want to do everything they can. But I think she understood that she had to let go. Whatever happens, at the very end of things, it's between that person and God. It's between me and God what's going to happen. And I know she put a lot of prayer into it. I know that she even fasted for me. And somehow she had the clarity, she had the understanding that she had to leave it up to me and God. That by pressuring me, it was just going to push me away from God. She made, let me make the decision. And so I, here I was, 
You know, I didn't feel any pressure. I didn't feel like I had to do this. I wasn't feeling like I was being forced to do it. It was being left up to me. And I had a clear conscience. I had a basic understanding. And I felt like, yes, now this is the right thing to do, to commit myself to God. So the day of the baptism comes. And usually when I think back to it, I always feel, I just assume that I was full of confidence, full of joy. But when I forced myself to actually think about this in detail, there was, there was still some fear there. There was still some doubt. I, I didn't have everything explained perfectly to my own satisfaction. I still had questions, but I still took comfort that there was a power greater than me looking after me. I knew he was there. I knew he had comfort available for me. And this is what I used in order to make that leap of faith. Because it was a leap of faith still to do this. It wasn't like this was the natural thing. It was bound to happen. I still had to really expose myself and put my trust in God in order to join his fold. Since being baptized, a lot has happened to me in the years since. I feel like I've continued to grow as a Christian. Even just recently, I feel like I've learned some new things that has, has made me better equipped uh, to uh, spread God's word and to take care of his sheep. And it was during this time that, you know, I could settle down and really understand why I love coming to church. The thing that we have here at the True Jesus Church is something special because we don't have to be afraid of asking questions, saying, I don't understand, can you please explain that? I don't agree with that. I, I need further explanation. Some, in some places, you might, people might say to you, well, you just have to trust us, or you're just going to have to go with it, or just believe us. But here, you can ask these questions, and that's something that I did. And, you know, the, the first time that I had a doubt and someone explained it to me and erased that doubt, that was a good feeling. And then the next ten times when I had questions like, I don't really agree with that, and just by continuing to come to sermons and go to seminars, I had these questions answered and these doubts wiped off of my slate and it felt good. Thirty, forty, fifty, a hundred times. Every single time that I've had a doubt, uh, a disagreement, a different understanding, a different inter interpretation, it's always been resolved. And after that happens so many times in your life, you begin to understand what, what's so special about the True Jesus Church is that we have a complete abidance with the teachings found in the Bible. There's nothing extra. There's nothing that's changed for convenience sake. And you think about all the things that are done here that maybe seem different, like worshiping on Saturday instead of Sunday, or praying the way that the, the apostles and the disciples uh, prayed during the day of Pentecost, or the sacraments, the thing that Jesus specifically told people to do that some churches don't do or they do in a different way. And so I, you know, I thank God that I found this church and that God brought me here because I, ha I can look and I can feel comfortable and all these things that make us different, I know that we're doing the right thing. And that makes, brings me a lot of joy, a lot of comfort, and it makes me want to come every week so that I can continue to grow closer and closer to God. And that's really good that we have the truth, but the other thing is we need to put it into practice. And I see that too. I see a lot of the love of God being shined forth, whether it's you know just someone cleaning the bathroom with a smile on their face. And I've seen other things like, uh, you know, Someone says, hey, the sister's moving. And a lot of people are like, I don't know who that is, but all right, I'll be there tomorrow to help. And I'm thinking in my heart, well, uh, I don't want to go. I don't even know who this person is. And, but, you know, so many other brothers and sisters are so willing to do that just because they have the love of God and they want to share it with other people. They want to give something back. And I remember one time there was a wedding 
and they needed people at Baldwin Park here where I go to church to help out with that. And people are like, sure. So they helped out at a wedding they didn't understand for people they didn't know and they were happy to do it. And people had fun doing it. And members of that sister church, they were all so happy and grateful and they returned the love to us. And just feeling all this love welling up and boiling over be because so many people who would never do this under other circumstances, they have the love of God in their hearts and they want to shine it. They want to let it flow out and it, for other people to see it and experience it. And I think that's very important. And, then, and it's an encouragement to me because I feel like myself or anyone else who really wants to know that they're in the right church, they have to be, they have to participate in this act of love. They have to be part of this process. So when you see all these brothers and sisters around you and when you're participating in this act of love and helping people and shining God's light, it's, it's a miraculous thing. It's a, it's a beautiful thing and it's a constant reminder uh, of why you want to spend more time learning about God, why you want to spend more time uh, practicing His teachings, and why you really, every week, every Bible study, you want to come and draw closer. And this is my story. This is, this is my experience. This is why I love coming to church. And just being here for so long and talking to others around me at church, I understand a lot of people share these same stories. They have these same reasons. I hope that in the future more and more people can have these experiences so that they too can take this everything that God has to offer and shine His light for themselves. <laughs>